This is the Crazy Beautiful Life Podcast. I'm Bethany, but most people call me B, and I'm your host. From health and wellness, money moves, environmentalism, lifestyle design, and more, this podcast helps inspire you to live your most crazy beautiful life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Beautiful Life podcast. Oh my goodness, it feels so good to say that. It feels so good to hold this microphone and be recording this episode, and I'm just feeling so content right now. I'm looking out of my window over the beautiful Lake Ontario. I have some frankincense in my diffuser. I'm feeling so cozy and just so, so, so grateful. I'm actually kind of cold because I turned my heat off so it wouldn't make any like noise while I was recording this episode, but damn. I am just feeling all the good vibes and I'm so happy to be here because it's been a while. So everyone, this episode that you are listening to right now is the first episode of season two of The Crazy Beautiful Life. And holy crap, you guys, season two is going to be unreal. I feel like in season one of CBL, we were sort of testing out the waters, getting to know each other, warming up to the idea of designing a life that we love. And in season two, it's go time. It's full force ahead, advocating for ourselves, advocating for others, joining our hands and running in the direction of our goals, dreams, and aspirations, and creating a better world for all those that live here. This is the beginning, I have a feeling. (laughs) I have a feeling this is the beginning of something really big Um, for me, for you, for others. I just feel like season two is going to be so awesome and I'll talk more about what you can expect for season two in the latter half of the episode. Um, But for now, make sure that you are in the Crazy Beautiful Life Facebook group. I post additional content in there, journal prompts. I ask you guys questions and get feedback. And everyone is welcome in the group if you are a podcast listener. Um, And everyone in the group is welcome to put up their own posts if you're looking for, I don't know, home decor advice or general advice or you want to share something cool everyone is welcome to post in the group and I absolutely love seeing engagement in there so keep it up you guys because I'm really trying to create an empire of women who are supporting other women really trying to create a sense of community because I know a lot of people are lacking that Um, especially if you live in Toronto it can be really hard to find or feel a sense of community if you live in Toronto. So that's what we're, we're sort of doing here. We're creating a community of just badass women um, supporting each other and going through the trials and tribulations of life together as a team, if you will. Also, once we're allowed to be in groups again and we're allowed to see each other and all of that, I am definitely going to be hosting a CBL meetup where we can all come together, drink sour beers, drink red wine, eat cheese, you know, all the things. So yeah, definitely join that group so that you don't miss out on any of those things. So let's take a look at today's agenda. First, we're going to do a quick week catch up, um, where I've been, what's going on, why did I take a break, and why I am back. And yes, I'm going to tell you guys why I'm back. Uh, We're going to get deep. We're going to do some soul work, if you will, and that's going to be the first section of the episode. 
And the second thing on today's agenda is we're sort of going to shift our focus from where I was to sort of looking forward um, into Q4. If you don't know what Q4 is, you're going to hear a lot about Q4 in this episode. And we're going to chat about looking moving forward in 2020, looking ahead into 2021, and what these few final months of the year are going to look like for all of us. And the third thing on today's agenda will be what is coming for the Crazy Beautiful Life podcast. I'm going to give some teasers and some hints. And you guys, I'm literally itching with just joy and excitement um, because I know you guys are going to love all the things coming up and I'm putting so much of my soul and my time and my energy into this. So I just know that it's going to be really, really special. So let's do this. Okay, so let's catch up. The last time we chatted, I believe it was like around early August and now it's October and a lot of shit, good things and bad things have happened between the end of August and right now. So throughout the summer, um, last we chatted was, like I said, early August. So Danny and I spent August working on the boats again. So boats were incredibly different this year, as you can imagine. We were only doing public sales, which in previous summers, I don't usually work public sales. I usually work the dinners and private charters, weddings and all of those things. So that was really different for me. Um, and our capacity of the boat was limited from 225 down to 60. And we were only running one of our um, five boats. I typically work on four of them. I work on uh, Challenge, Kayama, Obsession, and the Empress of Canada. And this summer I was only working on Kayama. Because we were only running one boat and we were only running Thursday to Sunday versus all day every single day, we had a really small crew. We had a crew of about 10 people, which is crazy. I'm so used to having such a huge crew with tons of servers, tons of bartenders. We're always like flip-flopping between different boats and different events and there's always so much going on. And this year it was the same crew almost every single day um, with the odd server switching in and out. And it was so different, but it was nice. And I'm honestly just really grateful that I was able to return to work um, our company had put in a lot of safety protocols, safety measures. Um, we were essentially operating as a floating restaurant, a floating patio, if you will. Individuals were not allowed to get up and walk around the boat. Once they were in their seats, they were in their seats, almost like if you were seated at a table at a restaurant. That's kind of what we were doing there. So it was really different. Um, no charters, which is where I thrive. Uh, no different crew, which is fine. We, I got really, really close with the crew that was on board as if we weren't already close enough. Um, but I'm just really grateful. I'm so lucky that I was able to return to my job. I'm so lucky that I was able to enjoy it. I was able to be outdoors. I was safe and protected. And yeah, we had a good time. We wrapped up the season the last weekend of September. So the very last weekend of the season was also um, the weekend of my exam and also the weekend right before Danny and I 
moved. So what was this exam? I was studying all summer and wrote my registered kinesiologist exam on the 26th. I might pass it. I might not. I honestly have no idea how that's going to unfold. Um, I'm super accepting of whatever happens, whatever results I get. I'm really just going to be accepting of that. I trust that the universe will do what it needs to do. I trust that I studied a lot and that I worked really hard, but I'm also not sure sure because I had so many distractions going on while I was studying for my exam and just so many stressors and so much shit was hitting the fan. So if I don't pass, I will try again. You guys know me. I just keep going until I get what I want. So yeah, that was on the September 26th. So all my days off, I was, oh my God, there's so much to talk about. All my days off, I was going to viewings because Danny and I were moving and I was studying where I could. I was studying at work. I was studying on my way to work. It was just a lot. I was also working at Patagonia throughout the summer, one or two days a week, which was really nice. Um, Being back at Patagonia was such a treat. They are so, so, so incredibly responsible and cautious and careful uh, regarding everything that's going on right now. I know I keep saying everything that's going on right now, but the algorithm algorithm it like it doesn't put your content out to lots of people if you talk about what's going on right now it's very weird it's very scary um but that's why I keep saying what's going on right now because if I say the word then the algorithm will push my content down so anyways um yeah it was just really hard to study for my exam because Danny and I faced a huge change a huge challenge and that was moving so Early, I think August, my roommates all explained that they were going on their separate paths of life and that they were all moving out of the house. Now, I had the option to try and fill the house with different roommates um, and I had a few really good leads, but I wasn't able and I wasn't successful in filling all four rooms. Plus, I was on a time crunch because my landlord said, you know, if you're all moving out, I need to know right now so that I can post the house for lease, which was totally reasonable. And my landlord was so kind. They gave Danny and I a lot of time to try and find new roommates, try and figure out if we were staying or if we were leaving. Um, they were super generous in in that way. And we're really grateful for that. But just the way the cookie crumbled and the logistics of things, um, Danny and I decided along with our landlord that it would be better for the two of us to sort of go our own way than try and continue to fill the additional rooms in the Euclid house. So just for context, there are four bedrooms in the Euclid house. Danny and I obviously had one of them and then I had a friend who was going to take another, but then I had two additional bedrooms that I couldn't really fill. And I'm sort of past the point in my life where I want to live with strangers. I've lived with strangers in the past. I've had really, really great roommates and I've had really, really awful roommates. And because I'm such a homebody, um, and I'm a little bit of a neat freak, I find it really challenging to live with people who don't have the same cleanliness standards that I do. So that was definitely something that contributed to Danny and I making the decision to go off on our own and get our own place and take that next step in our lives and in our relationship. Now, I will say trying to find a place to live was one of the most challenging things I've done. I've done a lot of challenging things in my life, but this shit was next level. 
all of Danny and I's days off, which I had like one or two days off a week, we were going to numerous viewings all over the city, uptown, midtown, downtown, right down by the lake, east, west, everywhere. We had gone to so many viewings and I didn't realize this about the rental market, but the rental market in Toronto, you have to submit an offer to lease and an application to lease. It's not as easy as oh yeah, we like this place, we'll sign for it. You have to send in so freaking much, so many documents like credit reports, um, proof of proof of employment, POE, proof of employment from all our employers. Um, they needed references. They needed these like specific application packages filled out. It was a lot. It was a lot of paperwork. And Danny and I kept doing all the paperwork for all these different places that we were viewing. And we kept getting declined or people were over offering. So this summer I found with the rental market, things were being posted for a lot cheaper than what they were actually worth. So an apartment would be posted for 1700. Danny and I would go look at it. We be like yes this is amazing we will totally apply for this apartment at 1700 but then other people were applying for that same apartment for 1900 even though it was listed at 1700 it was literally like the process of buying a house where you submit an offer and it gets accepted or declined it was super super strange and then other places that we would go look at it would be listed at 1650 1700 1750 and then we would get there and the realtor would be like oh actually the landlord wants 2000 and we were like what the hell it was listed at 1650 or 1700 you know like like what the fuck is going on here and it was becoming incredibly frustrating and it was honestly sucking the life out of us we were going from viewing to viewing to viewing to viewing getting declined getting declined we also uh, came across a lot of rental scams and we were almost um victims of a few of these scams but luckily I had my guard up and I had my suspicious face on and all of those things and we're very lucky that we were able to miss them but holy shit you guys there are a lot of rental scams here in Toronto so if you're ever looking at a place and they tell you that they rent their apartment through Airbnb and just it was so weird. So basically, there's this rental scam going on right now where they'll list like a beautiful apartment on like Blue Jays Way or something like right next to the Rogers Center. And it'll be super cheap, like almost too good to be true. If it seems like it's too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. That goes for everything in life. Relationships, friendships, jobs, apartments. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. So then they would like the people would respond and they would be like, yeah, we can't do a viewing because we're out of the country, but send us your first and last. And then once we have your first and last, you'll meet with an Airbnb agent at the, um, at the rental unit and they'll give you the keys. That's not a thing. There's no such thing as Airbnb agents. Airbnb has actually um, debunked this scam on their own website. And Danny and I came into contact with so many of those scams or we would get so close to signing for a place and then the landlord would be like, I want you to pay $2,000 first and last and then I'll give you two months for free. And we were like, why can't we just pay sixteen seventy for all 12 months? 
they're like, cause I want you to pay 2000 first and last, and then I'll give you two months free. The reason that they do that is so that should you renew your lease after the 12 month period, they can increase your rent from that 2000 instead of increasing it from the 1670 or whatever the price was supposed to be. So yeah, it was exhausting. We were having such a hard time. And then finally, I came across this apartment on Facebook Marketplace. I messaged the person who posted it. And the person who posted it was not a real estate agent. It was not a realtor. It was a landlord. And she seemed super lovely, super nice. So we set up a viewing. We came and saw it. And we were like, hmm, we're not sure. It's really small. I don't know. And then the very next morning, we saw an apartment that was bigger, a lot better, more beautiful, um, but it had a really shitty balcony. The balcony was level with the gardener. If you don't know what the gardener is, the gardener is a highway in Toronto, and it's probably the worst highway in Toronto, worse than the DVP, worse than the 401. It's just shit. There's always construction. There's always accidents. It's always backed up, and I was like, I don't really think I want a balcony where like I can stand on it, and I could literally spit on the gardener. Like It was that close. Um, and we made an offer for that one with the shitty balcony just because it was a lot bigger. And then something in our gut was just telling us not to go with it. And we ended up taking the one with the nice landlord, with a huge balcony and a huge view of the lake, but a smaller apartment. Now I intend one day to live on a boat. I don't know if I'll live my whole month, my whole life on a boat, but I do intend on living a section of my life on a boat. So I think shifting to a smaller apartment is actually a really good step in preparing myself for that. So yeah, Danny and I moved. We moved on October 1st and we said goodbye to the infamous Euclid house and it was really hard. Um, I lived in that house for four years, uh, probably the four most challenging and enjoyable and amazing years of my life. So many important things happened while I was living at the Euclid house and within those four years. We lived in a beautiful 125-year-old home, and like any 125-year-old home, there were so many quirks. It was some things were falling apart, you know, the walls were cracking and not everything worked all the time and there was always maintenance happening, but it had so much character and it was so homey and it was just a really beautiful experience. I had some really horrible experiences. I shared the Euclid house with some amazing people. I shared it with some horrible people, Um, but I can't talk about that too much because I'm going to get really upset. Um, But yeah, we, we moved out of Euclid. I was an emotional mess and we moved into our new place on October 1st. We're not done unpacking yet. So we do need to paint the walls. Um, and then once we paint the walls, I can finish unpacking. It's mainly just like photos and decorations and things that go on the walls that are left to unpack. I'm, I'm done unpacking everything else. Um, and then once we, once we paint the walls, everything will be done. Uh, my new space, it feels so different. I'm looking out my window right now and there's a huge, huge storm cloud like literally rolling through before my eyes. And I'm on the 26th floor right now. So I'm I'm really high up there and it's just crazy to look out and see this giant storm cloud rolling through. I wish I could like show you guys a visual. But anyways, my new space feels different. 
very, very, very different and not in a bad way. Um, there's definitely pros and cons. My new space is smaller. Um, my new space is a lot more modern. It's a lot cleaner. Like in an old home, no matter how much you clean it, it gets to a point where it just always looks dirty. So this is like a new condo and it's beautiful and it just feels really inspiring. I feel really, 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 really inspired in this new space and I feel comfortable I feel a little bit right now like I'm living in a hotel just because I'm not used to it yet. I've never lived in a condo before. I've never lived in a building. I've only lived in houses and it just feels nice. It feels nice to have a place with Danny and it feels nice that any mess is my own. It feels nice to keep things clean and in an orderly way that I like keeping them. Not that my previous roommates, like the one, the roommates that I just had were messy at all. It's just different. You know, like I have certain things where I like to have them and everything is my own and it just feels really different. In terms of our neighborhood, um, yeah, that's the one thing where I'm still not quite sold on. The one thing I am sold on is Danny and I are steps, literally steps to the lake, which is so special to both of us. Um, we both work on the boats. We both love going for bike rides. So right along the lake in Toronto, there is the waterfront trail where you can run, walk, rollerblade, cycle. And I love that. I love how close we are to the harbor and all of the beautiful parks that are around it. Uh, we're both close to both of our jobs. So the boats and I also work at Patagonia. I'm right in the middle of the two of them, which is just such an amazing, amazing thing. Our balcony is absolutely stunning. It is huge. I can, we're facing west, so I get all of the afternoon sun. I can literally see like Etobicoke, Mississauga. I think that's Oakville, and I think I can see Hamilton on really clear days. It's just so beautiful. I can see airplanes taking off. I can see the Western Gap. I can see Hanlins, which is honestly probably where Danny and I fell in love. Um, and it's just so nice. The only thing I'm not sold about is in our area, um, I feel like Danny and I don't really fit in. And... I know that I'm going to have to actively make sure that I check myself so that I don't get too caught up in the downtown living, downtown mindset. Uh, I don't want to like generalize people that live in this area. Um, but just what I'm seeing, one thing that I'm seeing is a lot of people who live in this area are people who are really into health and fitness. We live across the street from a huge park that actually has a turf field and there are always people there, you know, being active, being healthy. There's a spin gym right at the bottom of my building. Uh, there's a lot of people here who are into health and fitness and I find that really inspiring. But I also notice that there are a lot of people here who drive G-Wagons and Mercedes and have Gucci tracksuits and just a lot of people who are really on that side of things. And that's why I sort of feel like Danny and I don't fit in. But I'm sure within our new community, we will find our place and our space and our our people and our tribe and I know that it's going to be great I just I feel it in my bones that we're really going to enjoy living here which is really nice and 
yeah, throughout the summer, I guess. So why did I take a break? Throughout the summer, I was sort of in a wee bit of a funk, if you will. Um, I was feeling really uninspired. And I know a lot of people felt this as well. Like, I felt like my content was becoming meaningless. I didn't have new ideas for podcasts or Instagram posts or really anything. And I just got so caught up in both of my jobs, studying, searching for a place to live. And my creativity and my motivation was seriously lacking Honestly, you guys, searching for a place to live ate up the majority of my time for the last two months. Danny and I, for reference, I forgot to mention this. Danny and I signed for this apartment literally nine days before move-in. Nine freaking days before we had to be out of Euclid, we signed for this place because we were just getting declined from everything. And I also should mention, it didn't make sense that we were getting declined. I have, my credit score is in the excellent category and so is Danny's. Uh, We both have very good income, good savings, good references. We're both employed. It just didn't make sense other than we were getting overbought or overleased or you know what I mean. Anyways, I was just sort of in this funk. I was just like, fuck, we keep getting declined from literally everything. This is bullshit. We're never going to have a place to live. Oh my God, my exam is like in like five days. I've barely studied. All my focus has been on moving, blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, oh my God, we're moving in a few days. We need to like get rid of a bunch of stuff because we're going from a house with a kitchen, a living room, a dining room, a spare room, a gym, like all this shit into one small apartment. So it was a lot and I was just feeling really overwhelmed and really uninspired and I never want to put content out there for the sake of putting content out there. I only want to put it put things out there that I think are good work, that are meaningful content, that are going to benefit you guys in some way, shape, or form. So I just took a break. I needed to take a break and I right now in the place that I'm in right now in the headspace and the feelings and the mindset I am feeling the same sense of inspiration and motivation that I was feeling when I first launched the podcast over a year ago. Like I finally feel that drive and that vigor and just passion and love again. And yeah, I also think that I, for the last couple months, I was feeling like a lot of the things in my life were happening not by my own choice. I felt like I had completely lost control. And I know a lot of people feel that way right now, that they aren't choosing their lives right now because of everything that's going on in the world. And, you know, there's a lot of restrictions of who we can see, who we can't see, what we can and can't do. And I was really feeling that. And I was also feeling like I didn't choose to move to move out of Euclid. I had to move out of Euclid because of the given circumstances. And that was really unsettling for me because I do like to design a life that I love. I do like to be in the control seat and I'm a complete control freak. So it was just hard for me to accept the things that were happening to me. Um, But I sort of had to change my mindset from this is happening to me to this is happening for me. This is happening for me, for my path of life and just fully putting my trust in the universe and knowing that whatever is happening for me is supposed to be happening. So yeah, all of the stress and everything happening contributed to me taking a break. So that's why I took a break. 
But why am I back? I'm so excited to share this. I am back because I want to inspire and motivate people to design a life that they love, a life that they can't wait to wake up to each morning, a life that fills their cups and the cups of others. I'm back because I'm truly passionate about helping people, helping people succeed in personal development, career, finances, and more. Helping people succeed in adopting a more environmentally conscious lifestyle. Helping people succeed in advocating for women, advocating for equity and equality. Helping people succeed in their health and wellness, fitness, nutrition, mental wellness, spirituality, and more. All of these things contribute to making our lives crazy and beautiful. And that is why I'm back. That is why season two of CBL is so important to me. Life sucks sometimes. I totally get it. This pandemic sucks. Racial inequality sucks. Transphobia sucks. Body image issues suck. Being unhealthy sucks. Feeling isolated sucks. Climate change sucks. There's a lot of shit right now that freaking sucks. But we all need to come together to learn, discover, educate, inspire, and help each other make this world suck a little bit less. And that's why I'm here. That's why the crazy beautiful life exists. We can take all these components, come together and design a life that we love, a world that we love, a headspace that we love. That's why I'm back. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode. I just wanted to interrupt you briefly to talk about Young Living Essential Oils. Young Living Essential Oils are the international leader in therapeutic grade essential oils. With their seed to seal guarantee, you can ensure that you are getting essential oils of the highest purity and highest potency. Some of my favorite, favorite blends are Valor, Peace and Calming, and Christmas Spirit. They have hundreds of different essential oils, natural health products, accessories, and more on their website. I absolutely love their natural home cleaning products. If you are ready to switch out things in your daily life for a natural, chemical-free alternative, then Young Living Essential Oils is the company for you. Additionally, should you decide to do the business side of things, their compensation plan is phenomenal. They have provided me so much financial freedom, emotional freedom, and chemical freedom in my life. If you're ready to get started with your Young Living journey, whether it be just purchasing some oils or getting going with your business, send me a DM and I'm happy to help you out. Okay, so next thing on today's agenda is just sort of looking ahead um, at the end of 2020 and how we can finish this off in a somewhat good way. So 2020 has probably been the most challenging year in many of our lives. Uh, For me, I'm a recent graduate. I had no graduation. I didn't get to walk across the stage after five long years. And I'm now sort of in that post-grad limbo, waiting for my registration to hopefully come through if I pass my exam. Um, And it's really weird being a post-grad. This is the first fall in 
I can't remember how many years, 18 years or something like that, that I haven't been in school. This is the first fall in 10 years that I haven't been playing rugby. It's just a really big shift and then throw moving into the mix and shifting into a full-time job. It's just crazy. I am going full-time at Patagonia and I'm really fortunate for that, but it's just been challenging. Things have been challenging for me, Things, and I'm sure things have been challenging for many, many others this year. There have just been so many things that have happened this year that have been sad, tragic, shocking, infuriating, and more. I know a lot of people are entering or are already in this headspace of, fuck 2020, I'm done with this year, I'll try again next year, and so on. I understand the feeling of defeat that this year has instilled in many of us, but we have options if we choose to see them. On October 1st, we entered Q4. So basically, I divide the year up, not just me, many people, a lot of finances and taxes and all of those things. But I divide the year up into four quarters um, and with October, November, and December being the fourth quarter or final quarter, aka Q4 of the year. As we enter Q4, I truly believe that we have options. We can be a victim of 2020 or we can be a warrior of 2020. And I'm choosing the second option. You see, if we simply write off these next four months and wait for next year to sort of quote unquote try again, we aren't really going to build up that momentum that we need to carry us into the new year. Additionally, we'll ride out these next three months stewing on the resentment we have towards 2020 and just sort of plummeting and loathing and all that is the bullshit that 2020 brought into our lives. But I think what we need to do is to tell ourselves, despite all that has happened this year, I'm going to finish 2020 strong so that I can carry that inspiration into 2021. So you guys, Q4 is three months long. You can do a lot in three months. You can learn a lot. You can accomplish many goals and you can change a lot of things in your life. So decide. Decide right now. How do you want to finish this year? A disheveled victim or a radiating warrior? Now, I don't want to be insensitive to the many things that may have happened to you this year. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you still don't have a job. Maybe quarantine was really, really challenging for you. Maybe additional bad things happened. I don't know. I don't know about all of your lives. But I do know that 2020 has been a huge challenge for a lot of people, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially. And I don't want to be insensitive to that. But let's try to pick up the pieces and try our absolute best to finish the year in a way in any way that you intend on finishing it as you look ahead into q4 what i kind of envision is you know like when a song has like a really epic build up and then like the beat drops i envision q4 as like 
being on a bike. If you've ever done spin, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Being on a bike and like slowly pedaling your legs faster, 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 faster. And then once the beat drops, your legs are like going as fast as they possibly can and you are like sprinting. That is what I envision Q4 to be. I slowly start pedaling my legs faster and faster, building up so that come the new year, I'm sprinting. I'm ready. It's go time. I feel like you can't just go from being super uninspired with zero goals absolutely nothing right into the new year of setting all these new year's resolutions and trying to establish all of these habits it will just be unattainable you need to start turning those pedals and building up that momentum now so that by the time the new year comes you are running As you look ahead into Q4, I want you to ask yourselves these questions. You can do them as a journal prompt. You can just sit here and think about them for a minute. Maybe pause the episode and just reflect. So first question, what are you actively manifesting during Q4? What goal are you working towards? What challenges are you going to overcome? And what decisions are you making every day that are going to bring you closer to your dream? life. Those are the four things I want you to ask yourself. Or was that four or five? One, two, three. Yeah. Four things I want you to ask yourself. Um, I am so excited looking into these next three months just because I love fall and I love winter. And each year when it snows for the first time, I literally cry. Like I'm, I'm that emotional. (laughs) I'm a Pisces. (laughs) Um, but I just, I love the winter and I love the snowfall. It looks so magical throughout the city and throughout the countryside where I'm from. And I just love it. And I'm just so looking forward to these next through next three months and building myself up and finishing this year in a really strong way but what exactly does that look like as you're reflecting and thinking about q4 you need to be very clear about what your goals focuses and priorities are writing them down taking tangible actions toward those goals to keep yourself accountable For example, in Q4, I want to one, make more money and two, save more money. So what does that actually look like in a tangible way? The first thing I did was I downloaded the app called Mint. It links with all of your bank accounts and then it categorizes all of your transactions. So it'll literally be like, food and dining, alcohol and bars, um, whatever. It it categorizes all of your transactions so that you can actually see what you're spending all of your money on. And it is freaking eye-opening. Like you think a $13 Uber here and there is like laissez-faire, like whatever. But then you realize that those $13 Ubers here and there is like $200 a month. Um, So Mint is one of the ways that I am working on saving more money. You can set yourself a budget and it'll notify you when you're getting close to that budget, which is super, super cool. This is not sponsored. I just use the app and I love it. So that is one of the tangible ways that I am working towards my goals. And the second thing that I'm doing in terms of the make more money thing is I am just pouring love and hard work and dedication into my Young Living business. I know this is a controversial topic, but there's nothing controversial about selling essential oils and making a commission off of them. 
There's nothing controversial about that. My Young Living business has been so financially generous to me over these last few months. It has really helped me stay afloat with the move and getting a U-Haul and paying first and last month's rent and buying like new things for the apartment. It's been so generous and I don't think I would have been able to stay afloat without it. And I've really seen the potential to make money with Young Living and I'm just going to pour so much love love into my young living business uh, during Q4 because I know that one, it's going to make me more money and two, it's going to change the lives of others. I love the feeling I get um, when I have my diffusers on and my house smells good and it's all cozy. I love, you know, using essential oils on sore muscles, using it for headaches, using them for allergies. I truly believe in the power of oils to change other people's lives the same way that it has changed mine. So I'm just going to keep pouring that love out there and keep building that business as I move into Q4. So here's what you need to do if you want, of course. You don't need to take my advice if you don't want to. Pick three major things or major priorities that you want to focus on in Q4. And I guess, yeah, your three top priorities as you look at the last quarter of the year. And then get really specific about those priorities. Get really specific about the time that you will dedicate to those priorities, why those priorities matter to you, what your goals are that are associated with those priorities, and just keep those wheels turning and keep building yourself up. And just know that even though it's the last quarter of 2020, you can turn things around. You don't need to write off this year. You can still be successful this year. You can still accomplish your goals this year. You just need to change your mindset. Sure, maybe you can't do the traveling that you wanted to do this year. Maybe you can't host events or go to events that you wanted to go to this year, but there's a lot of internal work that you can do, self-discovery that you can do, personal goals that you can set that are going to be safe and effective and socially distanced and all of those things. So decide. Do you want to finish this year strong or do you want to just sort of ride out the rest of it and try again in 2021? It's up to you, but I'm telling you guys right now, you can do it. Okay, so the third and final thing on today's agenda is looking ahead at what you can expect for season two of The Crazy Beautiful Life because this is where things get really exciting. Now, I don't want to give away all of the secrets. I do want to have some suspense. I want you guys to be excited each week when you see the new titles and the new campaigns and all of the lead up and build up to different episodes. I don't want to just give it all away right now because I want to sort of keep that excitement rolling. But I am going to give you guys a few wee hints about what is coming up because it's about to get really interesting. I have several Yes, several guests lined up from many different walks of life that I know you guys are going to love. I've got surfers, physique competitors, journalists, feminists, and advocates, just to name a few, coming on the show to share their expertise, share their knowledge, have some really cool discussions, unpack some really interesting topics, and I just can't wait. I'm so excited for the guests that are coming on the show 
like I'm excited that I get to talk to them and I'm even more excited that I get to share these conversations with all of you to listen to. So make sure you're in the Crazy Beautiful Life Facebook group because you guys will be the first to know which guests are coming on the show before we record so that you guys can ask them like questions and things that you say like things you want us to talk about um, before we record the episode. So you guys will always be the first to know about that sort of stuff. But man, I've got some freaking badass women coming on this show and I'm pumped up and I'm going to do obviously solo episodes just because I love chit-chatting with y'all and I think you guys like solo episodes as well. Um, But we're going to talk about some uncomfy shit in season two. We are going to talk about the shit that no one wants to talk about. We're going to talk about OnlyFans, money, income, body image. We are going to talk about some really, really important things um, like systemic racism, feminism, climate change, and more. Uh, And then we're also going to talk about some really lighthearted topics like monthly favorites, wine chats with one of my best friends. I really want to do like an episode where we just drink wine and talk about random shit because I think it'll be funny and it'll be lighthearted and interesting when you just need something light and easy in a world that's super, super heavy right now. Um, I want to do podcasts about routines and just really lighthearted things so it's not heavy all the time it doesn't always have to be inspirational or motivational sometimes it's just like chit-chatting with your girlfriends or your guy friends whichever you prefer we're literally covering anything and everything that contributes to a crazy beautiful life in season two and I just can't wait for you guys to listen I am just I'm really looking forward to it. I know I've said this so many times and I probably sound so annoying, but trust me, you guys, I'm having people coming on the show that are talking about their crazy, beautiful lives and, you know, their life trials and tribulations and how they got to where they are and how they get to where they're going because there is no one correct life path that we all need to follow. And I really want to highlight that with some of my guests and I can't wait. And I, yeah, I I need to stop saying that because I feel like I just sound so annoying. But I feel like in season one of Crazy Beautiful Life, we really scratched the surface. And in season two, we are just digging deep and it's going to be awesome. So make sure that you are following me on Instagram. It's at bee.spiers. It's at B Spears. And that you join the Crazy Beautiful Life Facebook group for additional content, discussions, advice. Maybe if you're looking for a sense of community or a sense of fitting in, you will find that in the Crazy Beautiful Life Facebook group because it is just a bunch of powerful women that some I know in my personal life, some I've met just through the podcast. And it's just an overall great space to be in. I love you guys so much. I'm so happy that I was able to record this episode and I will see y'all next Monday. It is season two, baby. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to The Crazy Beautiful Life. If you'd like to leave me an Apple Podcast review, I would really appreciate it. And make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I'll see y'all next Monday. It is a beautiful life.